0: Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry.
1: Welcome back to another episode. Of giant cocktails, I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother.
0: Yes. Say it. The
1: breathe the breathing coach.
0: <laughs> no. The, the say it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 great.
0: No, not quite. You can do this.
1: The the track
0: coachiest? <laughs> well, that too, but... <laughs> the...
1: Uh, Come on, you can say it. The super esteemed... Yes. Matthew Henry.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mauricio! That hard? Was it that hard? I mean, yes, you had to let go of Mauricio. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That was the hardest part,
1: honestly. You know, calling you—I was bound to call you super esteemed at some point during the season anyway. Oh, right? I, like, I, I'd just, like to think so, at least, yeah. You know, I've been trying to hold back on the, the whole—because you know, last year, by the end, you had, like, 17, you know, terms in your name. <laughs> I, what do they call those things? They, 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 there's a term. There's a name for those things. But you had, like, 17 of them honorifics. In your Yeah, that's right. You had 17 honorifics in your name. And it, it was getting a little long you know and I, and I had to keep them all in my head cuz I don't write these things down <laughs> and so you know that's why I've been changing them this year but anyway the the point is like I it is super esteemed you yeah. you were going the to The point become... is
0: you lost the bet. And and that's the point. That's yeah, the point is that I you, lost the bet. Those of you who have been listening may recall uh before the season started we had a little bet of who would leave the giants first uh Mauricio Duban or Tyro Estrada and I will admit I kind of cooked the books a little bit on that one, and uh, and 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 I chose Dubon. I chose Estrada staying, knowing that Ben that would leave Dubon for Ben. Uh, and so, you know, I, I'm I'm not too ashamed of that. So I, I'll admit it. But I um, but hey, I got to be super esteemed, so I won the bet.
1: You gave me a choice, and then you of uh, two people, and then you took the person, the one one of the the, the clear leader.
0: Okay. Well, then and then you took Luke Williams, if I recall, uh, as a backup, and he was the first was one. Been, yeah, he's to been get, up and down, yeah, up and down, yeah. up
1: and down. Yeah. anyway, we'll we'll talk about um, that a little bit later. Maurizio going away and and all of that stuff, but yes, Matthew, super esteemed. You called it. You are the prognosticator of prognosticators. Thank you. The 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 almighty you, of all the fan podcasters for the San Francisco Giants. You're, I'm top two, top three, maybe. You're, you're top fifty percent. Oh, all right, all right. You know, but super esteemed nonetheless. You and and uh, Cole Kuiper in the same range. <laughs> Okay, I'll take that. You're yeah. If you divide us all into two groups, you and Cole are in the same group.
0: Right, well, so Cole and I will have to go have a Wendy's bur- you know, breakfast sandwich together or something.
1: Right. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be like security He doesn't have security, but he'll call it for no, you.
0: That's right. Well oh, that's true. But you know, <laughs> I'm used to rubbing elbows with with giant celebs lately, so uh, which we'll we'll get into in a little bit. But.
1: Right, right. Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. But but I'd like to think in that case it was both of us rubbing elbows.
0: That is true. It was both of us.
1: I mean, it's your you're in, you're the puppeteer, but but that does represent both of us. But anyway, today, folks, is Wednesday, May 18th, as we record this podcast. The Giants wrapped up a six-game road trip and a uh, against the St. Louis Cardinals and Colorado Rockies today, going three and three on the road trip. And for the week since we last spoke, uh, acceptable. I, I think that's that's what I said would be a, an acceptable outcome going to to St. Louis and, and Colorado. Um, they did have the opportunity to go four and two. It was a little bit disappointing today that they finally lost to the Rockies for the first time in 12 games.
0: Yeah. 12 in a row.
1: I mean, they should never lose to the Colorado Rockies, quite frankly, even in Colorado.
0: We'll just start another 12 but, game streak. That's all.
1: Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, anyway, that brings their record to 22 and 15. They currently stand in the, third place in the National League West um I believe three games out from the Los Angeles Dodgers yes and one game behind San Diego uh and but the Giants are still in control of the second wild card of three wild cards uh standing two games ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals so not a great week, not a bad week. I honestly, for a road trip, I think that's kind of like right where we expect uh, the Giants to be. I mean, right? That's like you want to play five hundred on the road and then win at home, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. I and mean, yeah. that's the old adage, and uh, you know, so perfectly acceptable. And yeah, you know, let's move on.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, perfectly acceptable. Yes, that's how I. That's how I roll. <laughs> That's that's what I tell my children. Perfectly acceptable. Let's move on. That is actually kind of how I do parent, actually.
0: Well, I just—I mean, I I just I, I don't think we should panic over any short game stretch and one loss to the to the Padres uh, or to the Rockies, rather, isn't something to panic about. Particularly when we're still on pace to win ninety six to ninety seven you know games. And uh, so I'm 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 just saying, let's you know. Bring on the, the the Mets and the Padres.
1: Okay, Matthew, I'm not going to... I, I'm going to pretend now that you're one of my children. Oh, no. Okay, okay. Here's my response to that.
0: Should I act like one of your children and just kind of tune you out?
1: Yes, <laughs> probably. Probably. You should, but I'm going to do it anyway. All right. It's not my life. It's your life. I'm not panicking. My life is fine. It's not about panicking. It's about being disappointed, and I'm disappointed about what happened today. This behavior is not acceptable. <laughs> I God, I don't think I've ever spoken that way to my children. This behavior is not acceptable. If you did, acceptable. they would just
0: like crack up. They would. Uh, they would be you how many cocktails you had.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my our family adage is actually uh, 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 do just enough to to win, you know.
0: Exactly. Uh, yeah.
1: Just just enough to win, right? Yeah, you know,
0: we're still comfortably in a second playoff spot right now. So or the that's right. Second wild card right. spot, I should say. That's
1: right. Eighty nine point six is often an A. There's no point in doing a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, right? you know, is, I, there's no point. I tell my son that all the time, Mister Overachiever. I'm like, you know, hundred and three percent is the same as ninety. Tell him yeah, all really. the time, and he doesn't <laughs> seem to get it. Like uh, you know, try you yeah. know. And how often do parents yeah. tell their kids to underachieve? But here we are.
1: Anyway, oh, and we more parents should be telling their kids to underachieve. <laughs> I thought that's what we learned from the whole middle place thing. Oh right, that didn't work out as well as we thought, did it? <laughs> no. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's talk about cocktails. Let's talk about it, Bob. Bob, ask Matthew the question. What
0: are you drinking, Matthew? Well Bob today is a special day and and you know we've been doing this podcast now for you know a season plus, right? Uh, this is our 50th episode actually, uh, which means 100 cocktails. This is like the hundredth cocktail. Uh, and so I think it's fitting.
1: No, it's the 99th cocktail.
0: Okay, yes, okay. Mate,
1: mate, you can't do anything right.
0: Well, we are presenting the 100th cocktail today, is what I meant. Yeah, which and... is going to
1: be mine. Oh, I'm going
0: to have the 100th cocktail. Okay, all right, fine. I have the 99th, but it doesn't make it any less special that this cocktail came about because of one and only Rennell, public address announcer of the San Francisco Giants. And I'm gonna, you're giving me this look, but it was, you know, so the other night, I'm on Twitter, as one does and watching the game know, you don't Rennell know Renell you don't Renell and I Rennell. we now follow each other on Twitter that is how like yeah so Renell and I are besties and you know you're part of this so we're besties with Renell and and uh, how it came about was she put out a tweet that she was uh, having a cocktail and uh, she actually tweeted at a particular vodka which I won't name but uh and I was like retweeted it and I said did somebody say cocktail you know, and, uh, and, and I, w- I want to do a little shout out to a couple of our Twitter followers and listeners, uh, Eric at Eric EricRough89 and Bruce at Orathus. Uh, they both got involved in this conversation. And I think it was, uh, I think it was Eric that said, this is like the perfect tweet for you guys, or you know? And, and, uh, and at some point there, then Rennell came back and said, yeah, we have to have a cocktail together. We must do a cocktail together. And I was like, yeah, Rennell, let's do a cocktail. And then Bruce jumps in and says, You guys should create a cocktail in Rennell's honor. And so then Rennell comes back and says, How about a mango margarita or a mango teeny? And uh, so the rest is history. So today, folks, I am presenting a mint mango margarita in honor of Rennell. So this is Rennell's mango mint margarita. Uh, it has two ounces of white tequila. It has a one ounce, well, actually a half ounce of Cointreau. It has one ounce of lime juice, freshly squeezed, three quarters of an ounce of mango nectar, and then three or four fresh mango chunks. So basically I just took, you know, sliced off a little bit of fresh mango and put some chunks in there and I muddled the mango And the mango nectar with some mint leaves, three or four mint leaves in the bottom. And I muddled that until the mango was kind of a mush. And then I added all the other ingredients, the tequila, the Cointreau, the lime juice, and uh, shook it all up in a cocktail shaker. And uh, and then you know, I actually double strained it because I didn't want to uh, you know chew the the mango in my mango margarita. But hey, if you're into you know having chunks of mango, then just pour it all in, strain it all into a rocks glass, and I garnished it with lime and mint, and it is amazing. And 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 Rennell wanted something refreshing for the summer months. And I'm here to tell you that a mango mint margarita is uh, exactly that. Refreshing for the summer months. And I will say, I played around with it a little bit. I preferred more lime, so I have an ounce of lime juice in here. If you want a little bit more sweetness and dial back on the tartness, then maybe a little bit less lime juice, like three quarters of an ounce, would probably be good. Uh, get a little bit more sweetness from the mango. But I think this is a great balanced cocktail, and I'm, I'm liking it. And here's to Renell Thanks, Rinell, for such a great idea. And I hope, that, I hope that you'll make this one day or that we'll be able to have a mango margarita together at some point mmm that's a tasty cocktail yes Bob it really is a tasty cocktail Bob why don't you ask Ben what he's drinking what are you drinking Ben
1: thank you for asking Bob That's very kind of you Bob today I'm happy to present the 100th cocktail in the history of giant cocktails
0: it's funny you say that because you didn't even realize that until like five minutes ago. And when I said it, you're like your your face like, kind of lit up like like you didn't even yeah, know. Yeah,
1: that's right. And then I engineered it and stole it from <laughs> you. And you want to know why? Because I'm the just... younger brother. Because I'm the younger brother and that's what we do. It
0: is. That's fine. Yeah. You, you go ahead and get your yeah. credit because, you know, I'm not... growing up, you didn't get any. So go ahead and, and get it now.
1: <laughs> I'm not just the younger brother. I'm the youngest brother, and that is definitely what the youngest siblings do. We steal the glory. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. You also get, like, uh, a
0: later curfew, and you get to do all these uh, things earlier than I did, but hey, whatever.
1: Right, right. That's because parents realize that most of the time when our head hits the pavement, it bounces. (laughs) It's, you know, children are very resilient. And, um, but anyway... Yes. I. Yes, we are besties with Rennell. That was uh, that was a lot of fun, actually, to, to have that happen. And uh, it, it's just one of the cool little things that, that that can happen in this very small universe that we live in now is social media. Uh, you know, it shows that social media actually does have occasionally some redeeming qualities. So, um so that was a lot of fun, yeah. And and obviously, since you know, we we, we had to we had to acquiesce, right? We we had to comply. Renell was like, you know, and the and and our two fans, you, you named them both. Eric our and two Bruce, listeners. Go Eric and <laughs> Eric, Bruce, man, our two listeners, Eric and Bruce, our two listeners. Hey guys, thanks, thanks for listening, thanks for downloading. Uh, you know, they they all demanded. and so we we had to we had to comply. So I too made a a cocktail in in honor of of Rennell. and I am calling this the late morning Renell.
0: oh, instead of late night Lamont
1: Lamont. That's right. This is the late morning Renel. It is a cause she's like the
0: self-proclaimed aunt or godmother of of Lamont Wade, if I recall.
1: Oh, is she? Well, no, she's well, just claiming it. Like, she's just... She's you know. claiming it, yes, right? Like, yes. we're, like, we're claiming that we're friends with her. Exactly. Like, but, like we're claiming that we actually know her. Exactly. <laughs> right. <Well. laughs> hey, man, we've well, we, we we tweets,
0: man. We're, we're, that's right, that's right. We're besties yeah, we, we,
1: we follow each other on Twitter, yeah. That's shit. We're, we're, yeah, it's, it's a besties, you know, cut to the montage of Ben, Matthew, and Rennell, like, you know, having uh, a late morning Rennells together at brunch on Sunday uh, uh wow if I'm really gonna milk this I'm gonna milk it good uh dancing across the field center field uh while <laughs> while various Giants wave in the background uh Ben and Matthew sitting behind home plate waving to Rael while she announces the next batter at the game
0: I like that I definitely yeah, like that And yeah. then after the game we could we could switch to you know mango margarita and you know and finish off the night with,
1: yeah know. dance the night away exactly yeah. Wow.
0: All right, Ranelle,
1: you listening, Ranelle? <laughs> Is anybody listening at this point, Matthew? <laughs> <No>. Anyway, <laughs> my cocktail—I bet you won't guess what what alcohol it uses, Matthew. <laughs> I'm 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 going to take a stab
0: at gin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because even for Renell I I can't. I got to get rid of this gin. I got to move this gin, man. I gotta move this gin. Uh, well, here's the thing: is... she
0: actually specifically asked for a mango martini, and I thought, well, Ben's gonna roll out a mango martini with this gin, but no, no. <laughs> no, Ben doesn't. Ben doesn't listen to anyone. So no,
1: no. Well, she also said she likes things orange. Yes, and and so to me, I immediately started thinking about oranges and colorful cocktails, and I thought that means there's nothing better than a blood orange. So, so what I'm making is kind of a take on the Tom Collins that I made from last week, but but we're kicking it up a notch, um, and uh, and uh, you know, and, and we're sticking to the orange theme. So this is this is two ounces of gin, sorry, an ounce and a half of gin. Not not two ounces of gin. We we gotta go light on this sucker because we're gonna add some punch later. Uh, it, it is an ounce and a half of gin, half an ounce of Cointreau. Right. You got to go with the orange and black uh, Bever, you know, um, uh, liqueur uh, in this one. Uh, It's half an ounce of of blood orange juice, freshly squeezed, half an ounce of lemon juice, also freshly squeezed. But as I said, with a little bit of age on it and uh, you put all of that into a shaker, shake it with ice, and then you double strain that into a highball. Uh, with ice. And, uh, and then you top that off with a little bit of Northern California sparkling white wine. And you have yourself a very, very uh, bright and sunshiny refreshing cocktail that really packs a punch. And um, you know, obviously, I'm replacing the club soda with with sparkling white wine here. Um, if you would prefer to have it be a little more tame, you could use club soda instead of the instead of the sparkling white wine, and this becomes a cocktail that maybe you could enjoy in the afternoon um, while you're you know while you're tapering, right? Yeah, and um, it is a very bright and. Um, but sophisticated taste, right? Because of the, the blood orange. Um, you know, it, 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 the blood oranges aren't as tart as I would like. So that's why I added the, the lemon juice to, to give it a little bit of the, the tartness to balance that out. Um, and uh, if, if you don't like, if you find it to be not sweet enough, you can always add a little bit of uh, simple syrup. I would go with a, a teaspoon um, of simple syrup to, to add a little bit more sweetness to it um, if you want. Otherwise, you know, you can go with the more the more uh, sophisticated boozy version. But it is—I um, kind of admit, Matthew. Like, I didn't wasn't paying attention, and I—you already <laughs> drank it all. <laughs> I already drank it all. <laughs> I think that's a first. That's like
0: you, you've never I, not made it to the to at least. I've the drink. never
1: not. I don't. It did. I was. I do not even know what's so, happening. So let me get I this just... straight.
0: On our hundredth cocktail, you drank it before you actually got a chance to
1: talk about it. That's how good it is. Right? right? That's how good it is. Our 100th cocktail just
0: down gone. Watch Ben fail, folks. Watch <laughs> Ben fail. You
1: can follow me on Instagram and Twitter.
0: <laughs> Speaking of watching Ben fail, Uh-oh. I think I think this is a good segue into let's talk about Uh-oh. baseball. Yeah, and, and, baseball. And maybe talk about our podcast and you know, I,
1: I I know that Episode we listen. 50.
0: We, we, you know, after we publish, we always listen to the podcast, you know, and, and kind of try and think about what... folks,
1: folks, if you're making a podcast, especially one that's like based on current events, you absolutely need to listen to it at least once before you publish it. Um, and I know you think to yourself, I'm listening to it when I'm editing it, but, but really you should give it a clean listen through yeah, because you're be not amazed. listening to it. You're, you're listening for little yeah.
0: things. You're trying to figure You're not listening to what you're actually saying.
1: Yes. Yes. And but because then you'll catch all the mistakes that you made.
0: Exactly. And so we're going to introduce a, a segment here to the Giant Cocktails Podcast called "Watch Ben Fail." <laughs> and, and how? And how? So let's let's recount the ways that you were wrong, Ben. <laughs> uh, in the whole show? In well, the whole show? Just, let's just in the last week or two, okay? Oh, you just know, last we, week. We don't have all enough right. time to go through the whole show, but uh, yeah. You know, but I think uh, I think for starting out. You owe someone an apology. Our starting second baseman Tommy Listella came back this week, <laughs> and and I can't count on how many times you have you have just disparaged his name. You were Tommy who? You mean our backup second baseman? Like I mean, uh-huh. and uh-huh. and what does Tommy Listella do? He comes back on the second at bat of his of Brent coming back. He launches the eighth farthest home run. In major league, the major leagues this season, four hundred and sixty-four feet, I believe it was. Yeah, there is a shot of him taking of swinging where both feet are off the ground on that home run. That's how I swing. that's totally. Well, you know, he's 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 putting his his whole booty into it, man. It is like he just launched that ball. So I, I think you owe Mr. Listella an apology.
1: Uh, yes, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Listella, I I am very sorry. I am very sorry that you have missed the last year and a half of your contract with the San Francisco Giants and have not been contributing in that way to our victories. I am very, very sorry about that. Um, Also, I do want to congratulate you on hitting the eighth longest home run. Do we get extra points for that, or is that still just worth one run? (laughs) Hey, it
0: lightened up the mood in the
1: clubhouse, all right? (laughs) You know what? I'm okay. I'm I. All right. You know. Yes, it's good to have him back. That is absolutely the Tommy Listella that the San Francisco Giants signed, and and I I hope there's more of it. Yeah, I absolutely hope there's more of it. I hope that that's how he plays. You know, the majority of the time. Obviously, this is baseball. There's going to be ebbs and flows. And and if I have to eat my words, I will gladly do so. I think it's a little bit early for me to be issuing apologies. I mean, you know, like I said, he's been gone for a very long time, and that kind of does describe his career, right? He's really great when he's not injured. And and I know he, you know, that has nothing to do with what you know, him. He's not this is not a choice he's making, but uh, at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, you got to go with the guys who were there and the guys who were there have been playing very, very well without him. And, and honestly, you know, I, I like some of the guys that aren't here now that he is. And uh, like Maurizio Dubon and uh, and, and Luis Gonzalez, because we were talking about which one of those guys we were going to lose before Tommy lestella came back. And hey, look, we lost them both. <laughs> uh, but yes, it, you know what? It, it's very, very good that he's back. It absolutely adds more more dynamics to to our our lineup. It it makes it makes us better it, at doing the things that that Gabe Kapler likes to do. Exactly, it the creates
0: p- the line change you know, opportunities right. now.
1: Right, and I noticed that uh, that Dwayne Kuyper stole the line change term from us the other day.
0: Yeah, we have to uh, talk just, to him about that.
1: Just, you know, I think we can just let him have it. We okay. can just let him
0: have all it. All right, all right. Well, anyway I'm having Wendy's burgers with Dwayne with uh with, with uh
1: with Rennell
0: yeah with Rennell I mean I meant with uh with younger kype. I will uh
1: oh with Cole that's with right Cole, you, I, 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 I will... forget all the I forget how you're just close with I'll all I'll bring of them.
0: it up I'll just bring it up and be like hey man yeah. why'd your old man steal our line
1: <laughs> you do that you
0: do that love you Cole love um, you. all right but, well, so okay yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree I agree uh you yeah, Lestella is makes our team better in in ways that uh, we're starting to see, and so I hope I hope he continues to play like this because uh, the Giants will be a bed, better team for it. Yeah. So one thing that you mentioned last week was at the point that we were we were recording the uh, the podcast, uh, Tyler Beattie had not yet been claimed by a team, uh, but then he was.
1: And then he yes. Then and he so
0: replies. he was claimed by I'm sorry, Tyler, but yeah, no, it's still a major league baseball team, man. Uh, the the Pittsburgh Pirates.
1: It yes. Tyler Beattie is now a major league pitcher and has already pitched at least once. And I think he he only he he pitched a full inning, walked one guy, <laughs> and but that was it. He pitched a pitched an otherwise clean inning, and uh, you know so he he has successfully uh, pitched one inning for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, he, maybe he did more today, but uh, yeah, you know, and I, there I was saying that he might be outrighted and. Uh, and uh, and the Giants would be able to keep him in the organization. I, I was totally wrong about that. I, I, I forgot about teams like the Pittsburgh Pirates and the uh, you know I mean the other guys down there at the at the bottom of the barrel um, who who look at somebody like Tyler Beatty and say that's an upgrade. And to them, it probably is. And I you know I wish him nothing but success. I just you know hopefully he doesn't have any of it against the Giants. Uh, so, so I was wrong about that.
0: Yes, you were wrong about that. What else were we wrong yeah. about? Let's. Uh, uh, okay, so, uh, well, we already went over that you were wrong about who was going to be let go. Right. I will say yes. that Dubon is batting four hundred in his first week with the Houston Astros. <laughs> so go, Doobie, go.
1: He did not. He was not one of the Astros to hit a home run in the innings that they hit five home runs against the Red Sox. Uh, that that he was not one of those guys, so so there you go. I don't know um yeah Maurizio. i th- I said on this podcast a week ago that there was no way that the Giants could could let him go that that it was clear they wanted to keep him, that they were gonna they were gonna send Luis Gonzalez jr down that Maurizio was gonna be a giant for as long as the Giants could keep him there and and then they traded him like the next day. It wasn't the next day, but it felt like it to me. So so clearly I, I was wrong. And I think in retrospect, that was probably a little bit of the the cocktail from last week. My I was I was halfway through my second Tom Collins and and I was getting a little excited. Yeah. And and Doobie was hitting the ball real well. Right? Doobie was doing his best to say, you guys wanna keep me. But I think it was probably, you know, too little, too too, too late. late. Well, I don't know that it was too little, but it was definitely too late.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I, th- I find it interesting. Uh, we do a cocktail podcast, and you always blame the cocktails for you know how you screw up. Um, hey, you know what? Cause... It's
1: probably the cocktails' fault when I'm right too. <laughs> so... <laughs> it probably is. You're right. So
0: you got to take the good with the bad. You just got to roll That's with the right. folks. Because <laughs> I'm never wrong so you know
1: but I, I look I, I mean let's let, I don't want to talk about a Houston Astro right no. I you know like so whatever like you know uh, Maurizio Dubon who's that I don't care goodbye you know and whatever good riddance <laughs> Toby <me. laughs> I, I didn't mean that I didn't mean that I miss you so much. Oh, and terribly. you shaved your you shaved your mustache off like right away, which I don't blame you for. But uh, you know, anyway, anyway, it's fine, it's fine. But let's talk about the fact that the Giants traded him for a guy that we all hope we never see, Matthew.
0: Right, right, yes, Michael Papirski.
1: <laughs> Papirski.
0: Michael yes. Papirski.
1: Michael Papirski, who I'm sure is a fine man and a fine baseball player. The reason that I say that we all hope we never see him is because of the position he plays. He's a catcher, right? Yep. And and that means that if we see Papirski, it's because Kurt Casali or Joey Bart have gotten hurt or are playing so, so poorly that we've given up on them for this season. And are Not, now
0: neither of those is a good option,
1: right? Neither of those is a good option. We don't want to see either of those things happen. And so at the end of the day, Maurizio Dubon was traded for catcher depth that we hope we never use. And uh, it hurts, man. It hurts. That hurts. Yeah, you know, um, there were a lot of
0: people on Twitter and all that, you know, kind of lamenting Duban uh, going. I think there were some people that were really up confused about why and. And also, you know the 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 um, Luis Gonzalez getting sent down. I think also, and you know, really, it all comes down to options. And uh, you know, if you're not a, if you're a Giants fan, you better understand options. You know, and uh, and how many your your favorite players have because that's a big part of what the Giants do. And uh, unfortunately, Dubon didn't have any more options, and so he either had to stay on the major league roster. Or get traded or released, and uh, so the Giants decided to get something for him because they didn't have room for for him, and uh, yeah, with Lestella coming back, Longoria coming back, just wasn't enough room. So
1: right, right, and 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 that's exactly what happened, right? And, and agreed, I mean, that's why they had to get rid of him. The, the reason they got rid of him was because Lestella was coming back, and Tyro Estrada has has performed overall more consistently. Um, at second base, as as sort of like the backup um, middle middle infielder, infielder. yeah, yeah. Then 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 Dubon did, and yes, Dubon is versatile in the positions that he can play, but Tyro has excellent power and has played great defense at second base, even while while struggling against um,
0: right-handed pitching you know, yeah.
1: r- about right-handed pitching. He has played excellent defense, and in fact, I think his defense has just gotten more consistent and better. Oh, yeah. As the season has gone on. And so it, it, he's the backup middle infielder. So you can only have one of those guys. And then Crawford and Listella are ostensibly your starters. And so somebody had to go and that's Dubon. And as you said, the Giants could not send him to the minor leagues because they can't by rule. And so they either had to release him or they had to trade him. And they traded him to a team that really, really wanted him and have wanted him for a while. You know, the Astros said that they've been trying to get him since the off season, and that the mm-hmm. Giants had just had not not been willing to get rid of him. And and they finally they finally were able to do it. And, and to some to a certain extent, you know, Dubon is a Giants fan, but this is still a little bit of a homecoming for him. He he uh, worked out with um, uh, everybody's favorite bat boy, um, Darren Baker, in oh. high school. And, uh, and therefore knows, knows Dusty Baker personally. And so, you know, he's going to a place where he's known and where he wants to be and where they want him. And he's actually now backing up some really young, talented players who need, a, who need some rest. Right, the, the 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 Astros bench is really thin, and they have really young middle infielders, and so it's just kind of a really good fit for him. So
0: yeah, and the Giants so, filled you know. some need. You know, they filled. They yeah. finally got a a catcher that uh, you know fits their mold. Right, sees a lot of pitches, uh, high on base percentage. You know, not a lot of power, but uh, you know fits the the offensive mold that they like, and is also apparently a very good defensive catcher. And which yes. is the most important part of that. That so. is the
1: most important part of that. And this was a need the Giants had. The Giants needed catcher depth. They needed somebody here in case something bad does happen, right? We don't want it to happen. We don't, we don't, nobody wants to see Casale or Bart get hurt uh, because that's the most likely scenario that brings Papirski to the majors, but. But if it does happen, we want them to bring up somebody who, who is a good receiver and can manage the, the the Giants' pitching staff because that's the Giants' strength this year. So, this was a good trade, I think. I think for for everybody involved, it, it's really really disappointing to see a player like him go, though. Right? He was a he was a fun guy to watch. He was entertaining, and uh, and it, it's sad to see him go. But you know. Stuff happens, right, Matthew? Yep, that does. And, yeah, uh, and, and you know,
0: we all make mistakes.
1: And if I, if my mistake is going to be that's that that I'm, you know, loving a player too much, so be it. But but yes, you're right. We we do all make mistakes, Matthew. We do.
0: We do. And I'll I'll own up to a mistake I made. So a couple episodes ago, and our it was Cinco de Mayo was coming up, and I referred to the city of Puebla as the city of Pueblo. <laughs> And, you know, it's, it just hurts to make that kind of mistake, I got to say. You know, I'm sure every baseball fan out there when I said it, you know, just knew right away that I had screwed up. And uh, so I apologize to, uh, to the city of Puebla because, you know, you are you know, historically uh, significant in, in North America. And, uh, and I screwed it up. So I apologize.
1: Wow. See? yeah great yeah great, right? Matthew. all right good mm-hmm. see we
0: both make mistakes watch Ben fail folks watch Ben <laughs> fail <laughs> all right so let's move on I think at the beginning of the season we had I don't remember what the what the over under number was but we had an over under number of how many times you were going to rant about Gabe Kepler Gabe Kepler manager of the year that's right, Bob. Manager of the Year, Gabe Kapler. Ben, Why would I
1: rant about that guy? Uh,
0: right? But, you know, last year you seemed to may have a lot of fun ranting about Gabe Kapler. And this year we haven't had a rant. And I just I wanted to check in with you. Are
1: you OK? I <laughs> thank you for asking. I, I appreciate that. Um, uh, you know, look, first of all, I, I don't get joy out of it. OK, Like, I don't get joy. It's just, it's again, like, like yelling at my kids. Like, this hurts me more than it hurts you. And I definitely know that when I'm ranting about Gabe Kapler it definitely hurts me more than it hurts him because he doesn't (laughs) care at all. No. He doesn't even know. (laughs) I mean, first of all, he's off listening
0: to his music and, uh, you know, getting jacked in the gym and he doesn't care. Well,
1: he's either lifting or trimming his beard. I'll tell you that. Um, Probably
0: coloring uh, it too. Yeah.
1: Oiling it. Yeah. 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 I think it's trimmed color oil in probably
0: order. in that order yes, yes yeah
1: i wouldn't know because i don't do any of those things to my beard
0: <laughs> tell me about it
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i like to think the grayness gives me a sophisticated look yeah, it just makes you look Maybe. old dude that's it great thank you <laughs> um yeah i i, I appreciate that it, it it does this is why gabe kapler who might be older than me i don't know He's, it's close to me in age close anyway, yes yes uh looks a lot younger than me Uh, Yeah, Matthew, I I don't I don't relish yelling about Gabe Kapler's mistakes. Okay, it's it's something I do uh, out of out of love and appreciation for the San Francisco Giants. Right. I just want everybody to be better. And uh, and, you know, honestly, so far this year, up until you know now, the the I haven't really seen him make that many mistakes. You know, he like like Bob said, he's the manager of the year, <laughs> and uh, you know, 107 wins, Matthew. It, it's kind of hard to come out and be like, Gabe Kapler sucks as a manager. <laughs> well, that's um, true. And, uh, you know, so I've been holding back a bit on it because, you know, things have been, well, not things have not been fine. But, like, as far as I know, he didn't give everybody COVID, which so far I think is the biggest problem that we've had this season. You know, I don't think he hit Anthony T-Bone DeSclefani in the ankle with a baseball bat. Nope. right Nope. and um you know uh so i i i really hasn't there hasn't been much to complain about why do you bring it up well
0: so on tuesday um you know alex cobb was cruising along until he wasn't right and uh, got into a little trouble uh and they ended up giving up like five runs in the what was it in the in the sixth inning or fifth inning or whatever it was and uh and afterwards kapler actually took took some blame for that he basically said it was my bad I left him in a batter or too long and uh now Alex Cobb was great and said you know that's why he's manager of the year that's why you know he's he's gave, you know he always looking out to protect us but he goes but you know I was the one with the ball in my hand yada 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 but you know Kapler said I left him in too long and you know obviously the results weren't great and um luck, the the Giants were lucky to win the game uh, but I think that's one example, right? I mean, you know, we last year he had some trouble kind of, you know, it's in the past, uh, he's had trouble managing pitching staffs. And uh, it seemed like he had turned a corner last year. But this is an example of sometimes maybe, maybe sticking too long with a starter. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, he definitely stuck with him too long. <laughs> that was absolutely a mistake. Uh, he definitely should have taken him out probably three batters uh you know earlier i, I, I you know I, I would argue that he shouldn't have started the sixth um and he just started should have gone to to his um to his bullpen at that point um it, to play devil's advocate though I mean you know since since you're taking a shot at Gabe I, I guess I have to protect him. I don't. I don't. Is no, that what we do? That's not what we do. No, we could pile on. Yes. We could pile on. Yes. Okay, but I mean, I, I will say, it does feel like he that they're trying to get the Giants starters to go longer. I think to protect the the bullpen. At least recently, it does feel like. You know, I, I think we saw that a little bit with with Webb today. I think we saw him talking to Rodon two starts ago about going longer. I think Rodon pitched his more through more pitches than he had uh, for the Giants up to that point. And, and I think this is an example with where Cobb did the same. I, I do agree with you that I think all three of those decisions were questionable. Right. Well, um,
0: Yeah. I mean, so you want your pitchers to go longer, yet you've got someone like Jose Alvarez not pitching for a week.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, that, yes,
0: yes, y- y- yes. So then you throw them into a game that's close and rocky in Colorado, and look what happens today. Uh,
1: y- 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 yeah, y- come on, on, yeah. Come pile on, pile on, come on. I, I, I'm Gabe well, Kepler, uh,
0: manager of the year. This is what I'm saying, Bob. This is what I'm
1: saying. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Gabe. I oh, mean, I did, I did my best, actually. <laughs> I did the best I could, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think the, I think the management of the pitching staff has been a little bit questionable recently. It definitely feels like there has been a shift in trying to protect the bullpen, um, at the expense of the starters, which I think, first of all, while an honorable thing to do and and sort of makes sense, but to the point where you're having people like Luis Gonzalez pitch before you demoted him, even though he'd been, you know, doing everything great, including pitching, Um, you you know, instead of having somebody like Jose Alvarez go because he hadn't pitched in a few days. um, Yeah. I, I think, I think you're starting to make some mistakes, especially also, right? Like Carlos Rodon, like one of the serious questions, question marks about him is his ability to pitch deep into the season, right? Yeah. This is the problem that he had last year. He was great until he fell apart and, and couldn't, and couldn't continue. Uh, you know, Alex Cobb just came off of the DL a couple of, you know, starts ago, Um and, and Logan Webb has clearly had some issues with fatigue because you, you held him back a couple of starts, and now you're going back and asking him to go longer and deeper against certain guys, and um, yeah, it just it doesn't make sense to me. I, 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 I don't understand why there's this sudden need to protect this bullpen, especially when the bullpen can be as big as you want it to be right now at least until the end of this month, I, I just, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, I Maybe there's not a lot of faith in, in that part of the bullpen right now. Maybe, maybe Kapler only believes in, in, in what Brebia Leon, Doval and Rogers. And, and he doesn't have faith.
0: I, I mean, I, up until last week, he was saying really good things about Jose Alvarez. And it's not like Jose Alvarez has pitched terribly, I, you know, so I don't, I don't Jose Alvarez is
1: a good reliever, and, and I think, you know, I, I mean, who knows why he had a bad outing today, but certainly it was something that John Miller called out, right? He was yeah. like, Maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't sharp, and, you know, I don't know enough about pitching to know whether or not, but it seems reasonable that a reliever who hasn't pitched for a week is probably not going to be super sharp in his next outing, and you probably don't want to bring him in to a one-run ball game in the late with uh with a runner on first in in Colorado
0: of all places in Colorado right.
1: um yeah i i think I, I i think yes cap um things are getting a little weird with managing the starters and the relievers and when you're transitioning from one to the other uh i know that's not this is a group decision not a capler decision but at the end of the day the buck stops with you you got to got to tighten it up buddy you got to tighten it up
0: yeah yeah and right so one more thing about Kapler. So in St. Louis, uh, you know, you had showed me a video, you sent me a video of a, a okay. John Boy breakdown of Yadier yep. Molina uh, throwing out, um, I can't remember who was on, who was running, but uh, he basically called a pitch out, uh, runners on first and second, with first and third with two outs and threw the guy out at second very easily. I mean, the, you know, and uh, and and then after the game, Basically said that, well, our scouting report was they like to run in that situation. And then John Boy was like, well, is that true or is he just being humble? And he went back and he looked at all these first and third with two out situations and found several where, yes, the Giants, the Giants run in that, in that situation. Uh, is that a, is that a Kapler thing? I mean, shouldn't Kapler kind of know what his tendencies are?
1: Okay, so first of all, that breakdown was just kind of ridiculous. It, it looked like, not that the breakdown wasn't ridiculous, but the situation was ridiculous. It looked like a little league game. Well, Yadier Alina
0: stood up like, before well, the ball was even like delivered. Uh, yeah, it was the weirdest. But, that, that was but, weird.
1: But the signs, even as the signs were being being transferred, when Richardson leans in to Jock Peterson, he looked like, you know, uh, an 11 year old first base coach leaning into his teammate and saying like, hey, hey, I think you should run here. And then Paul Goldschmidt is just standing there listening, uh, whistling, you know, looking down at his feet, chewing his bubble gum, kind of like, and then the smartest kid on the field, the catcher is looking over there at Antoine and Jack, whispering back and forth to each other. And he looks over at Goldschmidt and he says like, hey, hey, they going to run here? And Goldschmidt says, I don't know. I'm not listening. (laughs) He kind of shrugs his shoulders. Yeah. (laughs) And then and then he says, yeah, yeah, they're running. They're running. And then and then Jock and Antoine are like, shh, 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 shh. I think they know we're running. Uh and then so then the, the, the pitcher goes to throw the ball and, and Yadier stands up like, you know, I don't know, two minutes before the ball gets pitched. Right? <laughs> he's just he's just standing up. But does anybody see him standing up waiting for the pitch out? No. No. Not one. The only person that saw him was the umpire because he had to move to see so he pitch. could call the yeah. pitch. Yeah. And so Jock runs anyway and and gets nailed by a mile. Uh, the whole thing looked look ridiculous. And and maybe you know what I blame for that, Matthew? None of these guys know what it's like to run you know we don't do stolen bases anymore we don't do hit and runs we don't do you know sacrifices like none of these guys are used to any of this right it's been so long i know yadier remembers it cuz he's older than dirt but but everybody else is like whoa what do we do how does this work so anyway i blame it a little bit on that but but yeah i mean the giants should know their tendencies and and I think if they think that's advan- advantageous for them to do that, and I totally understand that with with a runner on first and two outs, especially when there's two strikes, you should almost always be running, right? Because statistically speaking, that next pitch is not going to be a risk at risk pitch for you, right. right? If it's hit into play because there's two outs, you should keep running. If it's swung and missed, the guys out, the inning's over. If it's fouled off, you're free. Right. Like the only thing that you have to worry about is a ball, right, where the batter doesn't swing the bat and the catcher and it doesn't go through the strike zone. That's the only time that you're at risk.
0: Well, even then, a lot of times the catchers won't throw down to second because you got a runner on third.
1: Right. Right. So it's a really low risk play. But you do have to remember that the pitch out exists like somebody on the field has got to be looking at that. The third base coach, the first base coach, um, the runner himself, like everybody should at least be looking in to see like what's going on. and uh, yeah, it just seemed to me like everybody forgot that everybody knows what everybody else is doing, and so that you should at least be prepared for that scenario. Because clearly, Jack Peterson was not prepared for that scenario. No. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just seemed a little bit, a little bit um, like they forgot about that stuff, right? Like, like kind of like fundamental, basic things. Uh, that just got forgotten.
0: And I think they also forgot who was behind the plate. Uh, you know, when you got the, yeah. the best to ever do it, standing behind the plate, you know, you're...
1: Yeah, and, and, and I, I, you know, I mean, it did look pretty ridiculous, and I do think Yadier stood up way too early. Um, but other than that, Yadier Molina knew that, knew had the whole thing read, and knew exactly what it was going to do. And I don't know that even if they saw the pitch outcoming, coming, that Jacques was going to be able to get back to first. But, you know, maybe you turn that into a, you know, a, a, a run and hit, as they say, which is like, you know, you, you take off a little late, right? Just because you hope there is contact. Um, and, uh, you know, and then that way you protect yourself against the against the pitch out, but you still get the advantage of moving the runner. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you stuff up. Her. Come on, let's go. All right. Yeah. So,
0: so, okay. So, Kapler... <laughs> Kapler, uh, you know, I, I'm going to call this rant number one against Kapler this year.
1: I think we should call it two rants because I, I, I think, I think the, the the pitching staff thing and 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 just also getting getting just totally, totally jobbed by Yadier Molina. All right, I, I think those are two separate things. Okay, two rants. I don't remember
0: what the other was, but I think it was like six or something like that. So. We're you know, we're a third of the way there. All right. All right. So uh, you know, we're we're running low on time, but there's a few things that we want to get to. So I propose Bob, hit it. It's time for a lightning round. Oh yeah.
1: All right, the lightning, lightning round, okay. round. How, how does this how does this work? Do we go back and forth? I Are think you so. shouting them I think all so. at me? While, but I, sh-
0: I think, yeah, you why don't you go first, shout one at me, and then we'll go back and forth.
1: All right, Matthew. This uh, this week in Colorado, we discovered that the Giants have a breathing coach. Where,
0: Where do I send my resume for that? Yeah, you know, I, I actually have a master's degree in sports psychology. So this is, uh, and so their breathing coach, quote unquote, is actually a sports psychologist or sports psychology consultant who works with, uh, you know, performance enhancement and, and, uh, yeah, breathing is a, is a real thing and, um, won't get into all the details, but really they're working on, on stomach breathing. And, uh, you know, because when we tend to breathe into our chest, we we uh, it's a shallow breath and you're not releasing any tension. But when you breathe in, you know, fill your stomach up and hold it and then let it go. You you become more relaxed and you're able to be more aware of your body. And um, it's a real thing. And and so it totally makes sense that the Giants are exploring these types of things because they're that kind of team where you're going to get players to, you know, uh, to be able to control their 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 emotions and their their energy in high leverage situations. And you can do that through controlling your breathing and. So I wish I wish that job was available uh, 20 years ago when I was ready to, to take that job. But uh, now, you know, things have turned out all right for me. But uh, man, I would have I would have signed up for that job in a heartbeat. So go Harvey Martin performance coach for the Giants. Uh, loved it. All right. Uh, ben, there's a rumor out there that the Giants are interested in Reds starting pitchers Luis Castillo and Tyler Molly. Do what do you think of those of that rumor?
1: Did you say one of those guys' names is Tamale?
0: Tyler Molly? M- M- is that it's M a h l e. I don't even know. I don't uh, know. Is that how you pronounce his name, Molly? I, I don't know. I, don't, I okay.
1: don't. We don't. We don't. It doesn't matter. I'm not until a res fan, a
0: and uh, but if he becomes a Giants fan, I, a Giants player, I promise I will learn how to pronounce it. Uh, yeah. What uh, What do you think? Uh, is that is it a legit uh, rumor?
1: I think if you are a res fan, you definitely are wise to not admit it. Uh, that first of all, that that's what I. Uh, um, <laughs> Second of all, yes, let's do this. Let's do this now. I mean, you know, I uh, we couldn't have traded, we couldn't have put Doobie part in that package. Uh, that wouldn't have made this more likely to happen. Um you know, given the fact that uh, that uh, T-Bone has been put moved from the 10-day uh, DL to the 60-day DL for his his ankle IL, problem. Open. IL. Uh, IL. Yes, sorry. And and that Alex Cobb has already made a visit. That Jacob Junis is one of our starting pitchers. Absolutely, make this trade right now. Make yeah. this happen right now. Um, the sooner, the better. Yeah, the Giants, you Also, know
0: why? Because who else is also in on this? Uh, you, allegedly, is are the Padres. Oh um, well,
1: in that case, yes. Then we definitely need to. We definitely need to to beat them to the punch. We do not want them to get better. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the Giants could, the Giants need a, another starting pitcher of, of high quality right now, right? So you're I mean, saying they can't wait for
0: Matthew Boyd to, to, to be ready in, in late June, early July? Uh,
1: no, I don't think so. Right. I mean, like the, well, the you can never have could,
0: too much starting pitching, right?
1: Correct. Correct. But also the fact that we have Jacob Junis in the rotation and I know he's been pitching well, but the fact of the matter is, it's like, where do we go from there? Right. And and you have a spot where clearly Junis would 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 would, you know, be probably sent back to the minors and and the starting pitcher from the Reds would take his spot in the rotation. You have a spot right now to fill and you're probably going to need more than that. Right. So that's why I like Boyd. You know, it, it's like we, we need a piece right now. Yeah, is what I'm saying. We need a piece right now. So if this is true, let's make it happen. Let's do it.
0: All right, agreed. All right, your turn.
1: Oh, my turn. <laughs> hey, Matthew. I, I know you love those 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 umpires. I hear. <laughs> uh, you're a big fan. You like the major league umpires, right? Right. Oh, I
0: I, I don't know. That's a that's a strong word, love. Right.
1: Uh, by the way, Major League Baseball. Dan Bellino is still a major league umpire and hasn't missed a game. What is the matter with you? Fix it. Say something. Do something.
0: They're not going to do, do anything.
1: You're pathetic. Anyway, but Matthew, there is hope on the horizon because robot umps would never weirdly massage a man's hand for too long. And they have made their appearance in the Pacific Coast League. Rumor has it that I don't know why I said rumor has it. It's not a rumor. It's a fact that uh, each each batter strike zone is being entered into a computer is this true
0: it is true this is how they do it so they got a computer that 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 automatically generates the strike zone based on each individual player's size and yes. uh, and so so you know that's the only thing they got to make sure is that the right batter is up for the computer to kind of designate what the strike zone is uh, and and so uh, and then what I was noticing what what I was reading is that the uh, the strike zone is if the ball touches any part of the strike zone it's a strike, and so it really widens the plate uh, a little bit because now you're really you know you're getting that uh, that the black as they say you know is on the plate is is a strike. Um, what's interesting is the teams actually have a tablet in their dugout where they can actually watch the strike zone in real time. Although I think. Uh, uh-huh. What I read the the some of the some of the teams where it was a few it was a delayed by a few pitches and they weren't really sure if that was on purpose or or not but uh, but I like the idea of them being able to see it you know being able to see mm-hmm. that the what the strike zone is and and what you know I can't really argue with the computer where the ball you could see it touching the strike zone it's uh, it is what it is and so yes I've been waiting for this you know no more you know no more um so, you know, Collins Paul's six inches off the plate strikes uh, it's just you know in crucial moments. A strike would be a strike, a ball would be a ball the way God intended.
1: <laughs> that's 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 right. That's right. It is interesting that the tablet is in the dugout because I think that's sort of illegal now. I but I guess with Pitchcom and that the tablets become more usable. Maybe that's why they're delayed. But anyway, generally that's not something that they want the, the teams to have is a screen where you can see what the catcher is doing in your, in your dugout. But, but I guess, I guess, you know, you got to do what you got to do. All right. Yeah, I don't me. know if
0: it's like an actual shot of the play or if it just shows you like where the strike was on. Oh, the Composu, right, uh, you know, right. So it may right, not be actual yeah. video of the, of the catcher putting down a signs or anything like that. But right. could be that.
1: Could All right. Be that. So I mean, uh, yeah, no, that would explain why it's delayed. Computers yeah. are not, You know, it takes a while for the processing to happen. Good point. All right. Remember, we're on a lightning round. We got to keep going. All right. Go, go, go.
0: Mariners. Giants best friend?
1: What's going on? I have no idea, Matthew, but you and I have said the Giants have traded with the Seattle Mariners for so-and-so. A large number of times this year and I just I I'm very very intrigued by this I I, I it makes me think do other teams have a trading partner where they're a just trading constant, bestie yeah like a trading bestie or is there something weird going Barhan on Barhan Zaidi Does... and Jerry
0: DePoto just kind of hanging out and being like hey bestie let's trade another player
1: yeah like exactly that's exactly what I mean because the Giants acquired Stuart Fairchild for Alex Blandino uh, this year, Mike Ford, the famous Mike Ford.
0: Yeah, they traded twice, uh, traded him twice. Tra- <laughs> once to the that's Giants right. and
1: once back to the Mariners. Uh, that's right. That's especially weird to me. <laughs> it's like, hey, guy, we really need a first baseman. Can we borrow uh, yours for a second? COVID emergency. Like, <laughs> like and it makes me just kind of wonder, like, like, is this...
0: I did I did read an article on this and um and Farhan, you know, they were kind of laughing about how kind of silly it is, but there were there were a couple of reasons. One is that apparently the the Mariners went through their COVID thing like a couple weeks or a week or two ahead of the Giants. And so they had players that were being DFA'd and were like in transition that the Giants then were like, Hey, that could be uh something that'd be useful for us. And then also, uh, apparently they've agreed that the Giants and the Mariners uh value similar players. And I so see. they, the players fit the same profile for both for both teams,
1: right? So if they have an overabundance in one position, but an under a need in another area, and and the other team has the opposite, then then it just makes sense for them to swap. Yeah, it's very interesting. That is, I, 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 I don't mean, yeah, I, I, I. I I just thought it was a strange thing to see, and uh, I'm curious to see if that will continue to play its out for the rest of the season. You know what I also am curious about for the rest of the season, actually desperately worried about for the rest of the season, Matthew, is Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon was the greatest pitcher on the planet until he met the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis, and he got absolutely torched.
0: Worst start what of his happened? Career.
1: Worst start of his career. I'm
0: going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it to you.
1: Okay. He had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. That's, that's your it. analysis. That's my analysis. That's, you know, that's, you hear know it.
0: sometimes you wake up and you just you know nothing sounds right, nothing feels right, nothing tastes right. You just have a bad day, and it was Carlos Rodan and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And that's what I'm chalking it up to, and, and 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 there's there's one one stat that sticks out for that. You want to know what uh-huh. that stat is?
1: What is that stat?
0: Batting average on balls in play. Ah uh, yes, Ba-beep! Ba-beep. Six hundred batting average on balls in play for the Cardinals in that <laughs> game. 600? Not not sustainable. Not something we're going to see every day. He got shelled because it was just a bad day. You know, Cardinal players were swinging and balls were getting hit. And I guarantee you the next start will not
1: be like that. All right. Well, I I hope so. I if, hope if it happens, so. then you
0: can take back my super esteemed.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. I, I look forward. Well, no, I don't look forward to it. <laughs> No, we don't want that to
0: happen. No, No, we want you to be super esteemed for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, super esteemed forever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just just so everybody knows, the batting average for balls in play, theoretically, that should be the same for every pitcher, right? Because you don't have control over what happens after the ball hits the bat, right? And so, in general, that should always even out. And so, if you're having lots of balls land in play, it's not 100% true because some of this is also based on how hard the ball gets hit. Um, but that's, you know, that will affect BABIP, but, um, but yeah, a 600, uh, uh, hitting at batting average for balls hit into play is exceptionally high. That's twice as high as it should be, or three times as high as it should be. Um, so that's a very good indicator that this was just bad luck. It's bad luck. <clears throat> just right. bad luck. Well, let's and that's it. That that's light- the end of the lightning round. That's the end of the
0: lightning round. And, uh, we're at the end of the hour. So let's quickly look ahead to next week. We got six home games. And and considerably tougher than our uh, than the last six games. This uh, is
1: real. This is a real. This is this is all hands on deck. Yes, this is so, not a drill. Three this games is a real against week.
0: the Padres, who are currently sitting a game ahead of the Giants in the standings uh, and second place in the National League West. And then the dang Mets, who we lost two out of three to in, uh, in New York.
1: I think it was three out of four.
0: Three out of four. That's right. I'm, I'm trying to uh, erase that stuff from my. Remember
1: memories. that Tuesday? Horrible, horrible. Yes, Tuesday.
0: I do remember. That. It was a, it was a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you know, uh obviously at home makes a difference. Uh hopefully um you know, I you know, we played well against the Padres last year. Uh, uh let's let's hope that we continue that uh this year and got
1: got to win that series. Got to win that series at home. You got to got to be at least 2-1 and one yeah. against the Padres.
0: And I will say just remember that uh, the Giants were 500 or so against teams that were over 500 last year and then they owned teams that were you know significantly under 500 and and i feel like that's that's what you you just got to expect that you're you're not going to win every game against good good teams and uh and so you know i think if we went take two out of three from the padres that would be a an excellent uh start to to this homestand um and then the mets you know i'd love to i'd love to obviously take two out of three from them um i don't think playing 500 ball is what we want to be doing right now at home
1: so. No, four, four and two is is what they need to do. Anything worse than that is a disappointment. Uh, Particularly
0: when you're looking but, up at the Padres, you know, you want to yeah. you want to erase that lead. Yeah,
1: and and you want to play tough at home against good teams. I mean, you want to play well at home against everybody, but you know, come on, you you got you got pride at play against the Mets after what happened in New York. You know, um, if you want to be an elite team, you got to win both of these series. These are must win series. You know, and I think just in terms of like proving yourself, obviously, if they you know, there's a lot of season left after this. They're not truly must win. But come on, guys. Come on. Come on.
0: All right. Well, we'll find out. We'll be back here next Thursday to kind of break it all down and uh, see where we're at. Uh, Bob, tell them where they can find us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's right. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like the great Rennell follows us on Twitter. You know, you too could follow us on Twitter and and uh, learn about our cocktails where we have our recipes. We'll be throwing up our re, uh, Rennell ma- mango mint margarita and Rennell in the morning. What was it again? Uh, Rennell's late morning Rennell. I'm sorry. Late morning Rennell cocktail. I uh, will put those recipes up on uh, Twitter and Instagram so you can find them there. Uh, Until then, Ben, uh, cheers, my friend. We'll see you next time.
1: Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails podcast. Until then, bottoms up.